0: rising up back on the street he did his time he took his chances he went the distance now he's definitely on his feet just a man and his will to heal eyes well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see it, it looks something like
1: this Ugh. 1.20 watch. <laughs> You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering.
0: Hello, loyal, ever so loyal listeners. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode and a very special episode of the best podcast in all of higher education, the award-winning Hashtag Getting here for its 100th episode oh man do we i mean do we actually count though correctly marcus i mean do we
2: actually yeah do we have to take our shoes off and I mean, did you count by kind of tens of or i mean did you
0: because i've tried counting on that page sometimes well and then someone will come in i have to start all over you so know this is
2: 100 well I mean. and and kudos to everybody across campus who has started a podcast since we have in the past two years sure but it's great um, to be an inspiration it is it is but i saw a story the other day where i believe like one or two of them had We're doing one of their first podcasts since, like, June. Sure. You know, no no pandemics. They they didn't shut us Uh down. Engineering keeps on rolling.
0: Nuclear bomb couldn't stop this train from rolling. Each
2: guest better than the last.
0: Exactly. Speaking of, well, hey, I'm Jeremy Henderson. (laughs) Speaking of. Once again, speaking of. Communications and marketing specialist here at the Samuel Gann College's College of Engineering's Office of Communications and Marketing, which brings you uh, this uh, show. Uh, The guy over there talking to me, touching his neck. Kind of weird. Yeah. I that know. was a uh, so beard. Get,
2: beard's getting a little out of hand. Uh, yeah. We'll to. to talk. Steven's giving the haircut. I'm going to have to trim this. <laughs> oh, good. Down. Good. Yep.
0: Shout out to Steven yep. at Dimensions. Yep. Uh, loyal fan. Yep. Uh, but uh, that's Austin Phillips over there. Shaggy Phillips, we call him. He's, uh, <laughs> hey. he's the director of the aforementioned office. We have Marcus Klutz over here on the keys, getting tapped out a lot. So I don't want to say uh, MMA expert anymore. Uh, jiu-jitsu novice. Well, he had to uh, tap
2: Sluice out of here to take the job. Then, so. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. Where is old Sluice? Oh, he's just got a different better, time. He's got better things to do. Okay, well, good. So, uh, <laughs> shout out to Sluice, too. We've had a lot of help along the way, and we're going to have a lot of help today because it's a special episode. It deserves a special guest. We are joined today by Steve. Now, is it we him Steve or Steven? Steve. Steve Hamilton. A 1984 or 84. 80? 84. 80 to 84. I didn't leave till 85, but I graduated in (laughs) 83. Okay. Gotcha. Do we ever really leave? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, chemical engineering. For some reason, I thought because you were palsy with, uh, one of our previous guests, Dan Phillips, cousin Dan, call him over here, that, uh, you, I thought you were an industrial man,
2: uh, along with, uh, Dan, but no chemical. Well, and you, you see, for those of our graduates who are going into the medical field, you see a lot of them come out of chemical, yes, so it you makes do. sense.
0: Well, so Steve, tell us. Listen, I got on LinkedIn. You sent us a picture of an eyeball. Do you like
1: my picture? Mm-hmm.
0: I've been looking at it. It's pretty lot. awesome. Now, what is going on up in then? Because we we got it He said this is my kind of engineering, and it was a it's a close up of an eye in all its glory. Uh, with a little extra glory, it looked like a sunburst or something around that thing. Are those like sutures or something?
1: Those are sutures. That's a running suture
0: in a corneal transplant. Mm. Oh, a corneal transplant. Sure, like from someone else. From like, someone else. Like sure, someone's cornea got on somebody else.
1: That whole picture was was all everything in that picture had been replaced. The iris it looks pretty real, but it's fake. It's it's oh my it's gosh. plastic
0: plastic iris
1: silicone iris i'd known that
2: <laughs> there's going to be a lot of these i'm just over here just cringing no the whole be- time cuz i'm one of those when i go get my eye exam just the puff the puff of air right there So they got to do that thing about 10 times before they're going to chain me down
0: yeah and and we're both not wearing contacts for a reason <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah so you are a ophthalmologist eye surgeon what what what's the actual term
1: well, I'm an ophthalmologist, but I, I subspecialize so I, I do some things that general ophthalmologists don't don't do. okay
2: and where where are we uh, where Based? are we located right now? I'm in Atlanta okay
0: came came all the way from Atlanta just for the show because he's heard so much good things, so many good things. <laughs> Left a patient on the table.
1: I
2: think <laughs> is that what? I, just I did leave it. a few
1: patients, but they <laughs> weren't on the table. <laughs> drop,
2: drop what he was doing. Hey, don't worry, they can't see it. Yeah, they couldn't see if he's gone. Well, so we got. It. Well,
0: let, let, let's start off with the because I want to get into the things. I want to get into the corny jokes uh, <laughs> uh, about you being a good pupil. Uh, engineering I mean, and everything he's, he's out <laughs> you know Ouch. he sat
2: at home last night <laughs> no he no, did, no, did every horrible we'll get out of the dictionary the pupil one
0: yes but cornea just came to me cornea was yours
2: <laughs> oh so now oh, you're, well, maybe now you're, you're stealing bad jokes was it is that what you was it really oh dad it god all right <laughs> well, I, I credit I wanna, where it's before we get there i want to start from the beginning auburn journey yes
1: that that's what i want to know where are you so, from originally yeah uh well let's see this is gonna be interesting uh i uh <laughs> I I grew up in Decatur, Alabama. Oh, Alabama. R- He's a Red Point Raider. Now, you a club. Red Raider or Austin Bear? I was a Raider. Okay. And uh, I guess my parents were transplants, so they're both from South Carolina. So when we moved there, you know, you hear the story, you pull in the driveway and all the neighbors run over yeah. and say, who are you for? Right, right. <laughs> Did <laughs> that happen? True. Yeah, well, it does happen, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'll freely admit um, oh Steve! Yeah. No no. Oh Steve! Oh no. no. Yeah. But, hey thanks. Hey, it I'm, was it was early it years. Okay now give me a break here. Yeah. It, was, he was it, was yeah. it was the late sixties. It was the late sixties. That doesn't make it right, Steve. <laughs> that does you know, not make it right. freedom was all around. <laughs> yeah, I guess. You know? But come about you know late but late sixties seventy one. You know I found Pat Sullivan and Terry oh, Beasley yeah. and. Then the next well, thing started God, changing. The God next, always opens the window. I was about to
2: say. Then after that, the next nine years were pretty <laughs> real difficult. <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: It was still we were good. The the uh I, I looked on LinkedIn. You said you were a raider, red raider. I thought you were a Vestavia rebel.
1: Well, I I, I thought I hadn't gotten that far in the story. Okay, yet. Okay, my bad. Because because that's something we have in common. Did you know that? Oh, Really, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I yeah, love it. Okay, well, this right, going go keep be going. Even my more bad. interesting. Yeah. So. uh then, uh, when I was fourteen, my dad was transferred to Birmingham, so I found myself starting a new school for high school in Vestavia. Mm. Uh, let's see, Sue Ann Mill. Oh no, that wouldn't
0: have been. Never mind. A little, yeah, little. he trying later. to make seventy-six, make- eighty to eighty. So Becky Miller. Nope. Damn it. And that's Nelda's nailed, nailed niece. Buddy she, 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 well, she's Aunt. Well, she was Aunt Becky. Never mind. Well, never mind.
2: You, know, you said you'd already made that football allegiance. Well, what was it about the actual university that, that made you want to come here?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I I found this. I was thinking about this. Just curious how I realized as I got older in high school, somehow all the people – how do I say this nicely? Uh <laughs> No, all the people say, I, worry about I tend to like to be around tended to be Auburn people. Sure. Smart and classy. So, sure. you know, I think it came time for college applications and all my friends were trying to get into Auburn. And I don't think I even applied anywhere else. You know, I just – I knew I wanted to do engineering. and Why did you know that? I just – you know, I, I think I always had an engineering brain, you know, just growing up. I remember always ripping things apart trying to figure out what made them work trying to put them back together so they still worked give us <laughs> Broke, an example my dad would you rip apart anything in the house i, you know, I learned how to use <laughs> a screwdriver at a pretty young age you know so i was taking radios apart and and uh and i used to invent things for my room you know i had a i had a bit i fed away way to make make my own bed with strings and pulleys and make your own clothes and i had a I created a uh, doorknob alarm for my bedroom. It scared the heck out of my grandma. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know, I used to just do things like that. And I, I just, I just knew my brain worked that way. So well, the, oh, that's a, you know, a lot of mechanical
2: skills. W- w- why the decision to go toward the chemical? Cause that's, that's the course. hard one. Yeah.
1: Well, I, and funny that you say that. Cause I think that's why I chose it. I think they said this is the hard one. And I was always up for a challenge. So I like chemistry uh a lot but i didn't really know what i was getting into you know um and that's probably why i transformed into a doctor at some point (laughs) well yeah so how how
2: did how did that decision come into play when when did you realize that hey i I really want to go into medicine uh and in particular you know working with eyes
1: um and don't don't say you're always taking eyes apart I don't know really exactly when it happened. I always say it was a God thing because I obviously found my calling along the way. And, um, but I, you know, I, I remember being engineering maybe third year and just looking around the class and saying, man, these guys are way too smart for me. <laughs> I don't belong here. And wondering what I was going to do with my degree. So I did finish and get my degree, but I think about third year, I started thinking about what, el- what else could I do? And maybe just wanting to be a perpetual student, or maybe it was the challenge of, people say in med school is really hard <laughs> or or something but i didn't have a i didn't have a mentor i didn't have any physicians in my family or anything so i just started looking into it and and i actually got a job out at East Alabama Medical Center i was the guy that put casts on people mm. and put them in traction for the orthopedists well that
0: yeah that bed invention probably came in handy then learning pulleys and <laughs> yeah
1: pulleys and traction, traction. Yeah. it also came in handy for some pretty good practical jokes but <laughs> Um, scaring grandma, scaring patients, love it. <laughs> you no know, more of fraternity brothers. Oh, my bad. But uh, so and it worked out well because I, when I graduated, my dad let me stay here for a while because I had a job. But you know, I was exposed to a lot of physicians there, and and so I applied. I started taking biology classes because I never had any, and uh, and I got lucky. I got in. So
2: where UAB Don't.
1: Birmingham?
0: Okay, UAB. That's good. That's an okay UA. Yeah. Yeah. You can be there. Yeah. But as, as long, long as, as it's, it's got a B or an H, you're good. Well, then, and then, so then you, how do you, the, the eye, I mean, the eye is fast. How, how do you get here? I'm, I look, looking at that picture and now knowing what we know about it, I mean, I'm just blown away. That what what can be done going on there, and 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 we've had a lot of people recently. Dan, you know, being one of them, like Austin's always preaching about people who can take this degree. They don't just have to apply it specifically in the engineering field. They can take the principles, what they've learned, and into any professional walk of life, solve and, and, problems. And, right. Solve problems. So so how how and maybe I'm getting ahead of myself if I am, but how how do you, how has did this degree. How did the you know, this experience, your your Samuel Ginn, well it wasn't the Ginn at the nope. time, but your Auburn engineering experience, how did how did how that make you who you
1: are today? Well, I you know I always thought I was gonna do anesthesia because of you know it was gas passing and flow rates and and things like that. And then I realized that their their patients are always asleep. So <laughs> I didn't find it very interesting. So uh, you know, I, I got lucky. I, I needed uh when I was uh maybe third year of medical school, I needed to get an eye exam. So I went over to the eye clinic where they gave medical students free eye exams. And there's a great guy there named Jim Byrne, who's now retina guy in uh, in Huntsville. And he, he just took me aside. He said, man, you really should look into ophthalmology. This is awesome. You know, and I just started investigating and, and look at, looking at what they do. And, and I, got, I started doing some research with the retina guys at, at the hospital there. And, and just one thing led to another. I've, it's really just a perfect match for someone with with uh, an engineering background um, because there's so much engineering involved in what you do, physics and optics. And, um, you know, I find myself rebuilding things and optimizing optical systems. It's just it's, a, it's an eye that I'm doing it in. So I'll tell you another. I know you said this earlier, but I had three classmates who all became doctors, chemi classmates. Really? And um, and all surgeons, which I thought was interesting, all tr- still trying to fix things. It's just well, that's a future story right there. Who were who were they? The things that we fix are are, are bleeding now. <laughs> but <laughs> right. do you, do you remember who the, who the yeah? I'll drop some names. James Hood, he's a, a cardiothoracic surgeon. In, I think he's in the Bay Area in California. Tommy Bochelle uh, is a, a surgeon, general surgeon down in Bruton. And the and the most interesting was uh. So we had six residents per year, and so every year they'd bring through about 30 people to interview for the next six bots. And so I think I was finished my first year of residency, and these applications came through, and it's named Tony Catanzaro. Man, there can't be more than one Tony Catanzaro. Tony was probably at least partly responsible for me getting out of Kimmy with a 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> all right, Tony. Thank God for group projects. And <laughs> he was a smart one, so... You know, he you do the project, I'll type it. You know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Tony, uh, he came through and he ended, ended up, I think he had gone out and gotten a, maybe worked a few years as a chemist and then decided to go to med school in Augusta. And I didn't even know all this, but he comes through and we actually ended up getting to be residents together. And uh, now he's a, he's a general ophthalmologist in Gadsden. Rock and roll. Well, you, you talked about it coming into the building here today.
0: You're like, well, I didn't have. Uh, have it quite this fancy back in the uh, the, the early eighties. Uh, I don't know how often you get back to campus, uh, but have you have you seen some of our uh, our marvels? Have you checked out the uh, facilities trophy case lately?
1: I have not actually toured a lot of it. I've seen a lot of it in photos and. Yeah, I've talked to Casey. Showed me a bunch of, of uh, Well, what your
0: man Dan needs to take you around. He's living he here right now. Well, he
1: offered to. Yeah, he did.
0: Now, Dan. Speaking of, he talks a big game. He was a guest, you know, a couple of uh, episodes ago, and he brought some hardware with him. Uh, how many swimming medals, have you
1: got? <laughs> <laughs> I've got I actually, I have about zero. <laughs> I don't know if I can swim anymore at this point. Um, the uh, what? Give us a
0: an, a success thing, a success story. In terms of, I like to say it's everything's a success story. I guess if you come out of there and you can see, but uh, <laughs> but I mean, you know, is there is there one instance a patient? I don't, you know, you know, you can't get into too many details, probably. But is there one um, thing that even you you just impressed yourself on with?
1: I don't think there's one, but but my favorite thing to <laughs> do is, so is that to rebuild the, the severely traumatized eyes like that photo I sent you, you know. So what happened to that eye? Uh I think that guy had had a um racquetball injury. Oh my gosh. So, you know, he, how long ago was that? Are we still playing racquetball? I miss I, apparently. Racquetball. Apparently, yeah, apparently some <laughs> people are. Yeah. Man. Yeah, uh,
2: I've a neighbor of mine across the street. Uh he's had I, he's had a cornea implant and had some had some problems had gotten better and was wrestling around with his boy and took a knee to the eye and blew it up and has had to have like three surgeries since then so oh. um and it's a it's amazing it's a miracle to what what he can see now and what they can do it's just just purely amazing
1: you Well, know, i'm an anterior segment specialist so anything basically in front of the retina is my territory but so if your retina's intact and your optic nerves intact i can usually fix everything else so that's what we do. You know, he probably – and that's unfortunately way too common with transplants. It's very – the eye's forever fragile. So you bump it, and it bursts. Mm-hmm. And it's like stepping on a grape. Everything oh comes gosh. out. You've got to try to put it back in. Thanks for so, being here. Oh, so <laughs> like, great. We're going to have to cut it off right now.
2: I think I have just atrophied <laughs> <I know>. from <laughs> no. cringing just under that description. Well, so, <laughs> well, how you I be- t- When I've got contacts at 20 <laughs> – you know, it took them probably about 20 minutes to get them in, you know, and I'm like, okay, I'm good. I can go home. No, you got to take them out. Hey, when I got home to take those of guns out, I just thought, well, that's it. They're in forever. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. never going to get these things out. Yeah. So I don't know how. Now, now I joke because people, now I can go knuckle deep in my eye and fish it out behind my eye if oh, it gets, you know, know, whatever you have to. <laughs> so I'm sure you get used to it, but... <laughs> I, I just can't imagine not. I mean, we're talking about one of the most complicated organs in our body.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A- a- it's, a, it's an engineering marvel. It's I mean, insane. It is. The eye is just, if you understand how the eye works physically and physiologically, and it's hard to not believe in intelligent design. Yeah, that's it's just a gu- you're talking about a gun thing. That's a god thing. Yeah, it is. Well, it
2: is. And I got to ask this. You know, I'm I, in all of our medical experts, surgeons that are, you know, saving limbs, doing all kind of things, all important. But to me, you know, I, the, the old adage of would you rather lose your hearing or your sight or whatever, you know, this uh, your sight, we are so dependent on everything we do. How rewarding is it for you when you, like Jeremy kind of mentioned earlier, you get those patients that's, you know, they're, they're not seeing anything or, or their, their vision is they're, legally blind, it's so bad that you're able to fix some of those issues and they're able to experience life in a whole new, new way again.
1: Yeah, I, I can't even describe it. It's, it's, it's a privilege. It really is a privilege to be able to do it for people. And, you know, sometimes it's a long process, one day to the next. Sometimes it's 10 minutes, you know, and those are really probably the the most incredible because you get somebody. I have a program I started called Operation Saving Sight where we it's people that can't afford anything you know, below the poverty line, a lot of these people come in there. It's like third world. You know, they're blind, and all they need is a ten minute surgery. So you take them back, and you know they walk out of there seeing it. It's just, it's like awesome. can't see anything. Like can't see anything, and then ten minutes later they can
0: see like you and me. Right. It's like Doctor Jesus over and here. You can That's... put them
1: back to. You can put them back to work. You know, they they can't work because they can't get there and right. they can't see. So you know, you get them back in, into the world again, I mean, and you, you
2: can, can really be. make impact on generations. No question.
1: Like yeah.
0: And how are you doing this? I know it sounds dumb, but I mean, like tiny, tiny instruments, there'll be lasers. Like how, it seems like it'd be some delicate action down there. Well, there how? are
1: lots of ways, there are lots of ways to do it. I mean, the, the lasers, you know, there's a lot of engineering in what I do from just the vectors of suture placement, the depth, the length, how much of a force you put in there. You know, if you're sewing on a transplant, you know, how much astigmatism you have at the end depends on how well you do your suturing. So there's a lot of, even how you create a corneal wound for a cataract surgery, you know, the pressure in the eye is higher than the atmosphere. So if you make it, if you construct your wound just right, it won't leak. You don't have to suture it. It's like a, a one-way valve.
2: Yeah, we got an engineer right here. Yes, he big time. <laughs> well, I, I know we're running out of time, but i got to ask one question. I, I used to work with development, some as a development communicator, and worked on a proposal uh, at one point in time for the UMB4AU Foundation. Oh. Uh, well, that's some money that uh, that you guys were giving to support. So I see you've got that vest on today with the logo on. Can you talk
1: a little bit about the foundation? I can't tell you a lot. Uh, my one of my fraternity brothers, I believe, is the one that started the program. And just a few years ago, I heard about it and I said I want to be part of this. So, um, so I am. Yeah, we uh, we all contribute annually to the program, and know, up they end up collecting. I think. Close to seventy-five hundred thousand dollars a year, and then figuring out you know where to give it uh, in the community here. So, yeah, it's awesome. It is, it
2: is, and a, a great support of uh, Auburn University too. So. Man, Wonderful. It's so much better than Dan's episode. <laughs> I was gonna say this one so much
0: cooler. Hey, I'm this one ranks Dan. Hey,
2: this one ranks first.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 That's true, yeah. <laughs> who Uh yeah. Steve, can't thank you
0: enough for, for coming, for joining making us. The making the trip. Making the trip. And uh this is great. Thanks for everything you do. For humanity. Yep. yep. And the college. And the the university.
2: Yeah, and don't be a stranger. We want to see you more. Yeah, War Eagle. We gotta take yeah, you. We're, we're building a house here, so we're we're gonna well, be there. You There we go. Yeah, I tell you yep. what. Yeah,
0: we gotta take you down to Brown Copel.
2: Show you the the emerald. Show you the the new digs down oh, there. Oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great place. It, it's, it's definitely way better than the shop buildings and the L building. I promise <laughs> you that. Yeah, it has air, air conditioning too. <laughs> 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 thanks, oh, for
1: thanks, Steve. Steve thank, thank you. you. War Eagle. Thanks for having me, War Eagle. War Eagle.